You're listening to Broadview Church Sermon Audio. For more information or to donate to this ministry, go to broadviewchurch.ca. Well, remember back to your days in school. For some of us, that seems like a long time ago since we were in school. For some of you, it was just yesterday. And there's others of you that are still in school. But uh, think about your days in school and remember the days that your teacher wanted you to work on a project in a group. To work with others in a group. You were assigned with others in your class that you were to work together on a project. Some of you loved it. Some of you love it, and some of you hated it. I was one of those that I hated it. When it came to schoolwork, I would much rather work on my own. And I was thinking about it that I probably would have enjoyed being there at a time when we had to distance from one another and wear masks so we didn't have to do those group projects as much. Um, So I didn't like those in school very much at all. However, when it came to sports... When it came to sports, I loved to play as part of a team. Individual sports were okay, but uh, it was particularly the team sports that I really enjoyed. Now, it seems that things have switched for me maybe a little bit over time, where now it seems that when I play sports, it ends up being individual sports, like going golfing or kayaking or hiking, whatever. And I love to work in teams, and I love to work together with others on a team. Well, this morning we want to talk about teamwork. We want, about talking, we want to talk about working as teammates together. Now, this week marks an important milestone for us, uh, one that we wished we didn't mark necessarily, but it's been one year since we have been plagued with COVID. And it was a year ago that we had our last service together when when people could come and join us openly here in the gymnasium at the church to worship God together. And uh, and it was last March when life suddenly changed for us. And uh, life changed to where all of a sudden, one Sunday, while we weren't supposed to be together, too many people, and we still had a service here. And the next Sunday, we tried to to uh, live stream, and, and we thought, well, we'll at least go live stream online. Uh, we will try to see if we can get that to work. And, and as I watched back the video, well, the quality wasn't all that fantastic. Um, but we still tried to do it up, up here in the gymnasium, and then we had to go down to where we couldn't have it live that way at all. And so we made some changes, and so we uh, thought, well, okay, we do have the technology. We can videotape what we do. And uh, so we thought we would videotape the messages so we could put them online. But also with that, we thought, well, should we uh, at this point, um, you know, maybe create a playlist? People can listen on online, YouTube, whatever, uh, on Spotify. And then we would just record the message. And and then we kind of feeling, well, it would really be good to keep some kind of sense of normalcy. So I know the one time Debbie and I decided to record a song in our basement at home. 
And uh, that was what it was. But then our worship teams, actually, our couples that lead worship, they they uh, decided to record at home. And uh, increasingly over uh, the next months, they got better and better doing what they were doing and actually uh, got some good quality recording as they were recording at home. So we could then put together our services. So what we would do is we would take the recording from our, our teams, our, our couples, as they would record at home, bring it into the office, and then we would do up the lyrics and... and uh, and graphics, and then we would create a video, and then we would create a video of the entire service to where we uh, would have the songs that way, and then we would we would have people at home record doing the announcements and and some people doing scripture readings and so on and the, and the message, and then we try to put that all together, and 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 week after week, the amount of hours we put in uh, putting the video together each week. Um, and then we cut to June, and then in June we realized that we would begin to, we would be allowed to begin to meet together with up to 50 people at once. And so then we got to the place where, well, now we're going to have people in our building, and uh, we're still going to stream somehow, and so this is going to change everything. And so we realized that we needed to upgrade our, our systems and what we did in order to make this possible. And uh, so what we did is we started a fundraising project to raise money for some equipment, uh, for cameras and for our streaming equipment and so on to be able to do this in, a, in, a, in a, as good a way as possible. And so last year in June, we began to have our services uh, so we didn't have to put all the video together as we had before, but now we were live here in the gym. And, and as you can see uh, this morning that... Uh, we're not yet able to meet with people in here except for a handful of people helping out. Uh, hopefully that'll change in the next few weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that, that hap- that'll happen by Easter time. Uh, but what we want to do is this morning, I want to just show you some of the things that, that are going on because we've had some people that have really put a lot of time and effort into, uh, into making each week our services happen to where uh, we've uh, sometimes had live worship teams here and, and people live here in the building for, for uh, putting out the stream Sunday morning. And so uh, as, we, as we come around, we see our, our equipment back here. We see the guys that are on camera and running our, our computers and such. So if we, if we come, we're going to have you join us here on our, on our tour this morning. And Dan is here just excited that he's going to get to be on camera this morning. And so what happens now is that uh, each week um, when we prepare the service, our worship leaders, they prepare the songs for the week. We prepare the different elements. And uh, when we are live, uh, we do have sometimes have our live worship teams here in the gymnasium. They'll be here. Uh, and so during the week, uh, Lena in our office, she will prepare the, the media for us. And uh, we can just see the media on our, our computer if you want to come on around here and, and Get a, get a zoom in on, on what, what Dan has on his monitor. And so Lena will prepare our, our media for us uh, through the week. And uh, if this is just a, if it's to the worst live worship team, it'll be uh, kind of words on a black screen, which then gets streamed onto our system. Otherwise, like this week, when we have Dan and Megan, they record at home, and then we again do the make the videos of each song. And so Dan will play it. So Dan has been absolutely dedicated to this. Uh, how many months has it been that you've not had a Sunday off, Dan? I don't know if you can remember how many months it's been. <laughs> he says about 50. 
<laughs> but it, it's been uh, just uh, just really I appreciate Dan's commitment to being here week after week to troubleshoot all the stuff. And so so Dan will run our, our media, which uh, then will play our songs. Uh, we'll send it to, into the gym here when we have people gathering. But it'll also be go from there onto our onto our our streaming to our switcher and and streamed online. Uh, then we, so we have, and all that needs to work, and you know how computers are, sometimes they like what we do and sometimes they don't, and so Dan's been here to uh, troubleshoot all that. And then we typically would have somebody running sound if we have a live worship team. Right now we've got a, a we pretend there's somebody here. Dan gets up and, and fits in, fills in for us. Uh, and so what happens then is the sound person here will mix the sound for our gymnasium here. So if there's people here, we'll try to mix the sound so that it'll be quality uh, sound within the gym. But also that then goes uh, goes online. And so it's a bit trickier now because you've got two different ways that it goes out and it's not the exact same. And so from there, the sound will go also to our to our, our um streaming equipment here. And uh, so then we've got uh, Joel here, who is, uh, again, Joel's been another one of those people that's been so committed and dedicated to our uh, to a ministry here, and just really appreciate, as we were setting this all up, uh, bringing his expertise and, and what to make this happen and troubleshoot. And so... Um, we have when we get our signal, we get we get the sound, we get the video that comes from the computers into our um, what do we call that little box there? Our switcher, and so the switcher then uh, that brings and we have the cameras. The camera feeds go into the switcher, which then goes into our computer. So then Joel gets to to try to make that all make into sense so that that what goes out online is coordinated and fits with what's all there, and hopefully everything works. And uh, then from there, it goes into our streaming uh, uh, computer to where we then put it through our OBS system. And uh, then we have to make sure we hit all the right buttons uh, so that it goes live online. And and uh, so it, it's a bit of a complicated thing, and I haven't even tried to learn this part here. Uh, but I just really, again, appreciate everybody that makes uh, makes all this work on Sunday morning so that we can have our services here when we gather, but also... Uh, so that we can enjoy the quality uh, online. And of course, we've got the camera guys. And uh, this morning, we've got Mark and Matthew, and we've got different people that are helping out with camera. Uh, and so we've got a couple of cameras at work. They can shoot each other here. They can see. Uh, well, but, we, uh, but I also have really appreciated that in all of this, that, uh, that Chris, in, in spending so much time learning a whole lot of new stuff, uh, has put a lot of time and effort into into getting this all together. So I just want to uh, express my appreciation to all you guys for all the hard work at bringing this to us. And I know that if this place was full, you'd get a standing ovation for all the work you've done. But thank you. But it, but it, does, take, it does take teams. It, it does take uh, coordinated effort. And everybody brings uh, different skills, brings different gifts to this. Uh, and some things we learn new along the way, uh, but it's important that we, at any point along the way, if any one of these uh, parts doesn't work, if the media doesn't work, uh, then we get frustrated because we can't see, we can't hear. If the sound isn't right, uh, that complicates things. If the cameras are off or not on the ball and, and not on the right thing, then, then we kind of wonder what's, what's going on. And, and if the streaming isn't right, then we, uh, we wonder what's going on. So any one of those doesn't work, it can have a hitch. And I know we've had a couple of times where suddenly people are at home saying, so where is our feed? What's going on? Well, it doesn't take a whole lot to have interrupt all that. 
so it's, it's really important that we have teams uh, that we work together, we bring skills and gifts because that's what makes the whole work. And, and I'm so appreciative for, for this production as we get to do this on Sunday mornings. But I want to, this morning particularly, talk about teams. As, as teamwork is important, now I wanted to highlight what we do here to, to show you at home uh, what goes into each Sunday morning happening and also kind of note the one-year anniversary of it. But particularly as we think about teamwork, uh, teamwork is important. Uh, we need teams, and we need teammates within those teams. And every part, every person, every teammate is an important part of that team because they all bring different strengths and gifts. And those strengths need to be maximized in order for the team to function the most effectively possible. Well, this morning's Bible lesson talks about teammates and how they contribute to the team. We are in our study in the book of Philippians, uh, which we've titled Under Construction. And if you have your Bibles with you, I'd encourage you to turn to Philippians chapter 2. We'll be looking at verses 19 through 30. And if you're at home, uh, go grab your Bible and follow along as, as we look at this passage this morning. But in, in Philippians, in the study of under construction, we find that this is where it talks about that God is at work in you and he will complete the job. He is at work at, in you completing the job. There's the call for us to passionately pursue the purpose that God has for us. And in this book also, there is a call for unity and a call for us to, to humble ourselves, to, to be united as we together serve, as we together are who God calls us to be, as we partner together uh, in God's purpose and God's plan for us. And this takes teamwork. In the passage this morning, we will note several members of the team that Paul had and what they brought to his team. Philippians chapter 2, I want to start reading in verse 19. He says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I'm confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs, for he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him, and not only him, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor men like him. Because he almost died for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up for the health you could not give me. So here we find a couple of people that were involved in the work with Paul. And the first one of those we see here is Timothy. So as we think about Timothy, and as you look at this passage, I want you to just think for a few moments, what do we learn about Timothy here in these verses? 
what is it here that you, you see in these verses that tells you some clues about Timothy? Well, as we read in, in this book to the Philippians, that Paul begins by writing that Paul and Timothy, so it's as Paul and Timothy are writing this together, and maybe Paul is writing, but Timothy's there with them, and so he's writing it as, as from them. We find also that he's talking about Timothy here. We find that he is gen- genuinely interested in the welfare of the Philippian church and the Philippian church fellowship. Remember in the first part of chapter 2 where, where it talks about Jesus, that we shouldn't look to our own interests but to interests of others. And here particularly he says, and Timothy is one of those. He doesn't look out just for his own interests. He's genuinely interested in your welfare as the Philippian believers. While others are looking out for their own interests, he is genuinely interested in other people, as it says in verses 20 and 21. So not only is he genuinely interested in their welfare and caring for them, but we also find that that Timothy was Paul's apprentice, if you would. Paul would take him along and he he talks of him as, as a son, to him. He's like a son with a father. And so he has Timothy that's come along with him, and, and Timothy is learning. He's growing. He is growing and becoming who God wants him to be through the mentorship of Paul. And so we find that Timothy he is a true caregiving kind of pastor. Now, what else do we know about Timothy beyond this passage? Well, we find that First and Second Timothy are letters written to Timothy from Paul. And Paul is giving Timothy instructions as Paul had appointed Timothy to be the pastor at Ephesus. And so he writes to Timothy at Ephesus and he, and he gives him instructions on a variety of things in terms of how, how to lead the church. And from that, those books, we discover that it seems that maybe Timothy had a tendency to be a bit timid. So that tells us something about him. It also indicates in those books, those letters, that he apparently did not have the gift of evangelism. Even though, even though he didn't have the gift of evangelism, Paul told him to still be involved in doing evangelism, being involved in reaching into the lives of people. And so we find that Timothy's strength was in caring for others, in caring for people around him, of nurturing them. And we might say and identify that Timothy probably had the gift that we call pastor. He probably had the gift of mercy and maybe the gift of teaching. And so we find he was one of those teammates. But there's another person we find here as a teammate of Paul's, and that's Epaphroditus. So as we look at this passage, what do we learn about Epaphroditus? Well, we don't know a whole lot about him. But on what the indication is here in this letter, he was sent by the Philippian believers to, to bring the financial gift. They had made, they'd taken an offering and collected funds to support Paul as Paul was in prison. And so they had sent Epaphroditus to take this gift to Paul and then to care for Paul when he was there. And so Epaphroditus, he agreed to go and he went. He went in spite of going into the lion's den, if you would, to go to where Paul was because who's to say that when he was associated with Paul that he wouldn't get thrown into prison as well. And it tells us that while he was there, he got sick. He got sick and it says that he almost died. Now Paul was sending him back to Philippi And as he's sending him back, 
you know, we might have an inclination that if this happened, I mean, here's this guy that we sent, and, and he obviously must, uh, must be a bit of a, in our humanness, we might say he must have been a weakling because he just couldn't cut it. And yet, in the midst of all that, he absolutely did. Paul is sending him and he says, honor this person. He is somebody that's given him himself. He is, he's, he gave his, he almost gave his life. He was willing to give his life. And he was willing to do this. Now honor somebody like him. Paul considered him a tremendous help in his ministry that he was involved in. He was somebody who was trustworthy. He was somebody who was brave. He was somebody who was faithful in the midst of great obstacles and difficulty. And this is actually the only place that we read about Epaphroditus. And so as we look at his strengths, he appears to be somebody that was willing to serve. He was willing to help and to be that behind-the-scenes helper and server. Well, then, of course, there's Paul himself. Now, Paul stands in somewhat contrast to these other fellows because Paul was a driver. He was driven. What he was called to, he gave himself to fully. Before he came, encountered Jesus Christ, he gave himself totally to persecuting Christians. Then when Jesus Christ got old of him, he gave himself fully to this mission that God called him to. And so he was a driver. He would stop at nothing. And it seems that he was a headstrong person. There, there was times when he would just bully on forward and, and whoever got in his way um, almost look out, although he did have a certain level of gentleness, but that's lurking there somewhere. Uh, he confronted the status quo. That's the kind of person that he was. He was an entrepreneur. He would go out and he would do new things and, and try things, and he was certainly a missionary. But in spite of all that Paul was, he couldn't do it on his own either. He needed people around him. Because we see here, it takes a team. It takes a team that have different strengths and different gifts so that the whole can be accomplished. And Paul usually took somebody along on his journey. On his journeys, he would take somebody along that, that would be there to support, but also to, to learn and to be his apprentice, if you would, so that he could mentor them so that, so that they could grow in their ministry. He usually would have somebody along, whether it was, whether it was Barnabas or Timothy or, or even Luke himself traveled with him, other ones that traveled with him. Somebody that could compliment him. And I don't mean by saying, oh, Paul, you're doing a great job. But I mean who would fill out, who would have strengths where Paul didn't have those strengths, who had strengths and gifts other than his. See, the lesson that I want us to take from here this morning is that it takes a team to accomplish the task. It takes a team to accomplish the purpose that God has for us. A team where all the different members have different roles and each member has different talents and different gifts that they bring to the team. And Paul teaches us in several places about this important aspect of the church. That we need people that fill out, that bring strengths, that have strengths in different areas. It's like we need people with strengths in, in, in a variety of different teams. You look at a sports team. 
if they all have the same strengths. Uh, I used to chuckle at the Edmonton Oilers, and they would always draft people that were the top skill guys that all wanted to score goals. Well, eventually, you figured they have to have people that were defensive-minded and so on as well. Uh, it takes a rounded team for a team to actually become a, a championship kind of team. And so you find here that Paul talks about the church also needs to have people with different gifts and strengths, and indeed does have, in order for it to be what it's called to be. When Paul writes to the Ephesians, where Timothy was the pastor, when he writes to the Corinthians, when he writes to the Romans, he talks about this important part of being the church. Ephesians 4, verses 11 to 12, he says, It was he who gave, that's the Lord who gave, some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And so here we sometimes talk about these as offices of the church, whatever we, we, we like to give terms to these things. Uh, but here are people that are helping to prepare God's people for service. So just to help prepare, there are these different ones like apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And then there are those that serve beyond this as well. So it takes these ones as a different part of the team for the team to be what it needs to be. First Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about, Paul talks about the church as the body of Christ. As, as the living body of Christ here on this earth to make a difference. And, and he talks about the spiritual gifts that people have. The gifts that the Holy Spirit gives so that they may take their part within the body to form that team. First Corinthians 12, verse 7 and following, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given the Spirit, through the Spirit, the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he gives them to each one just as he determines. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. And so he's saying that these are the gifts. Here's gifts that one person has given, gifts that another person has given. And sometimes we get the notion, well, we should all have all of those gifts. Well, that's not how the Spirit functions. Because we need different people involved, he gives those gifts to people as he chooses. And so there are those gifts unique per person. Then verse 14 says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And then in verse 18, but in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And so we find here again that God has given gifts to 
the believers, every believer a gift so that they can serve in the body as he calls them to. Now, we tend to struggle with this in terms of, of if we have a certain gift, then we start to, we, that becomes our passion because God has given us that gift. And so we will be using that gift sometimes whether we recognize that we have it or not. But we will tend to look at other people and think, well, they should be doing the exact same thing that I'm doing because this is the most important thing. But God has given them different gifts in order to fill out the body. And so we have to remember that just because somebody has gifts in a different area doesn't mean that they're out to lunch and I'm the right one. We need one another. We need people with different gifts, different strengths that will be driven by different things as we serve God together as one team in unity. And it takes a team. Everyone is important. Everyone is valuable. And everyone is to put their gifts into motion and to take action in the area that God has called them. And so when I think of of our church at Broadview Church here, that that as we look at the church and who we are, we have people that have different strengths and different gifts are involved in different ministries. And so we have have different pastors here to serve at the church, to to lead and to teach and equip and different areas of ministry within the church. And then we have our office administrator where we have the ladies in the office that that really keep this whole thing together and functioning and keep it on track. Uh, They bring their gifts and strengths in order that we can do what we need to do and that Others in the church can do what they need to do. And I'm thankful for them as they serve in that significant, important ministry. We have our custodial staff who come here regularly and faithfully to, to make sure that, especially in this time of COVID, that things are, are, are done right, and that we have things that are cleaned and so on. And the, the hours they put in behind the scenes to make sure that this place is what it needs to be. We have our elders that are called to, to, to lead and to, to oversee the ministry of the church. We have our deacons who, in this church, our deacons are those that oversee more the kind of the administrative or the physical plant, if we would, looking after the finances, looking after, after the kitchen, looking after the tech ministry and, and making sure that all those things are in place. Uh, we then have our facility team where we have a team of, of, of people that are involved in, in keeping this thing working well and looking after when, when the parking lot is, is deteriorating and how are we going to deal with that when the roof leaks and how do we deal with that and when the furnace goes, how do we deal with that and, and so on and so on. So there's all these things that they looked after and I'm so thankful for people that have gifts and strengths in those areas that they can bring to the overall working of the body. We have our small groups and our small group leaders. And during this time of COVID, we wrestle with how do we, how do we meet? How do we care for one another if we can't meet in person? How do we do that? And, but, but people that are gifted and have a passion to, to bring a team together as a small group to care and to grow and to, and to disciple one another, if you would, that's, that's an important part of the full body. We have our Awana ministry where we have leaders and we have helpers and, and people that are to listen to the kids recite their stuff and, and again, doing it creatively here during this COVID season. Uh, thankful for people that bring different gifts to make this happen. We have on Sunday morning when we, when we meet together here, we have kids that are teaching. Now these days it's Pastor Rudy uh, in his office doing stuff online with the kids. Uh, but we have different people that bring stuff to ministry here and just be thankful that I'm not the one that's there to teach your grade ones because it would be a disaster. So I'm thankful for people with different gifts and strengths so that the body can be a full body. 
We have our women's ministry where we have, where we have events that are trying to sort out how do we do this in this time when we can't really meet together and so on. We have people that are calling one another to care for one another. People that have different gifts to fill out the ministry of what God has called us to. We have our freedom session where we have people that are willing to give themselves to, to lead and to be involved in the lives of others and we have small group leaders within that. Uh, as they help one another to, to face things that they've dealt with or faced in the past and moving into the future. I'm thankful for people that are willing to give themselves with gifts and strengths that others don't have that I might not have. We have our youth ministry to where we have a Pastor Chris heading up our youth ministry. We have our leaders that are involved and, and some of the, the younger adults that are involved in, in leading the youth ministry to, to significantly impact our kids in this world that is facing stuff that we never would have dreamt of facing when I was a youth for example. Uh, we have our missions and outreach leadership team, people that are dedicated themselves to take the time and effort to reach out so that we as a church can support missionaries around the world to be in communication and how can we best be the support possible and when it opens up to, to send teams to go be involved in their lives, uh, to be involved in initiatives in our local community. How can we be a presence in our community as a church body as a whole looking at how we might do that. We have our, our team that oversees our benevolent fund that have gifts to, to discern and to, and to see the needs that are there and how do we help people that need help and, and don't get scammed by those that want to scam us and, and how do we effectively use the funds we have. I'm thankful for people that have gifts to be able to do these things and we have people that lead different prayer ministries that have a gift of, of praying and intercessory prayer and calling people to prayer that's so important in the life and ministry of the church and then that's, that's the kind of the organization of the church as we do these things but then as a church body, as individuals, we are involved in our community in a variety of different ways, bringing our strengths and gifts. Here is the, the church at work, the church and all its, and all its diversity and, and the kaleidoscope of gifts and strengths being the body, which makes the body full. And we can't all be doing everything in all those areas, and yet we have the part that we play. And every part is important. Every part. Every individual is an important part of the team and a vital part of the team. Now, that's in the church family, but in your family, whatever your family, your family, it also takes a team. It takes a team to do what you need to do together as a family, and that's where sometimes in families we can struggle because we maybe want to do what somebody else does and wish they would do what we don't want to. You know, those are the things that we wrestle with. But again, it takes a team as you bring different strengths to what you do as a family. In your workplace, wherever you are at work, you have people with different strengths, different gifts, different skills. And again, to use the skills and strengths they have to make the team the best that it can be. In your community involvement, as we're involved in the community and looking forward to uh, later on this year, particularly as we start to open up to be more involved in community stuff again, it takes people with different strengths and gifts, and, and, and there's a place for us to be involved in the community, to bring the gifts that we have to be involved so that the, the community can be stronger as we bring those things together. It takes a team, and everyone is important. So I'm going to give you an assignment. I'm going to invite you, wherever you are this morning, uh, to, to get a piece of paper. Or if you don't use paper anymore, get out your electronic whatever it is so you can somehow type or write on it. 
And what I want you to do is I want you to get ready to jot down some things. And I want you, to, while you're doing that, to think about uh, some aspect of your life. Uh, whether it's your home, whether it's your work, whether it's where you play, uh, or whether it's the church. I want you to think about people in, in one or several of those environments. And as you think about that, I want you to consciously think about who there might be that you need to consciously value and value in your mind. Maybe it's somebody that you've overlooked before. Maybe it's somebody that you know might need some encouragement, whatever. But, but think of somebody, at least one person, maybe several, that you identify that you need to raise up in value in your own mind. And, and then jot it down. You know, our, our tendency is at this point, I'll just make a mental note of it. And then five minutes later, we kind of ignore the mental note. So if you actually jot it down, and then think about how can you encourage them? How could you encourage this person or those several people? How can you let them know how valuable they are? How can you let them know how you recognize that they are essential in your team? I'm going to give you a moment just to jot those things down. Make some notes for yourself. I would invite you, by the way, to maybe take some time after the service is done to think about that some more and to fill that out some more. Secondly, what part is it that you need to or that you can play within that group, whatever it might be? What strengths is it that you bring to the team? Identify those things because you do have strengths that you bring to the team. Identify those things and, and... Jot those down as well. And then my third question is, so what are you going to do about it? Because it's easy for us to do this kind of exercise is to write these things down and to say, well, this is what I might do, would do, should do, could do. But here is what I will do. Now, whether you're ready to write that down right now or you want to take some moments after we wrap up here this morning to to write those things down and say, okay, here is somebody, here are some people that I need to value, that I need to intentionally raise up and value, that I need to encourage them somehow. Here is how I'm going to do that. Here are the strengths that I bring. Here is what I will do that I will bring to the table. And here is actually what I will do about it. Write those things down. Put them before you, and then I encourage you to put those into practice in the next hours or days, especially this week. Let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the amazing gift of life that you've given to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. And thank you for the example that, that Paul highlights in Jesus in Philippians chapter 2, where he talks about Jesus. He humbled himself and he gave himself. And he gave himself for us so that we might have life and that we might experience life. But then you've called us into this body, your church, to serve and to take that place, to make a difference in the way that you give us strengths and gifts. And Lord, I thank you for everyone that you've called to be part of your body. I thank you for Broadview Church family and for the body that you've created here. And, and even though this year through COVID, it's been, it's been a struggle knowing how do we put these things into practice and into play. But Lord, especially as we look to, to the time coming up and we can already be involved in this in ways before then, but as we, as we be, look to the hope of the, the fog lifting and to seeing that we step out once again can get active and fully communicate, interact with our community. But Lord, in, in the process we ask, how is it that we can best serve in the gifts and strengths that you've given to us? Because the strengths that you've given to us wasn't just like, just in case one day. You gave us those strengths for the moment. So Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts and lives, each one of the church family, that we would recognize the part that you want us to play and actually get in motion, being involved in doing. Lord, also in where we work and where we play, as there are people around us that need to be encouraged, I pray that you would use us to encourage others, to raise them up so that they may, that they may have a sense of, of being valued in the community. Even as, as Paul valued Epaphroditus, who may have seemed insignificant to people, but the significance that Paul laid on what he did and that he'd accomplished in the ministry and in Paul's life. Thank you for those people. Thank you for those that are like that even in our church family, that, that make a difference and a profound difference in our church and community, even when it seems that nobody may pay attention. But Lord, thank you, and may we pay attention. And Lord, as we serve you, we pray that you would be at work in power and in might, that this wouldn't simply be a human exercise that we're involved in, but a divine life and experience as you accomplish your work through your Holy Spirit, as you fill us, empower us, anoint us. And so we open ourselves to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.